0: manadeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall brought to your ears thanks to face2facegames.com
1: Alright, I'm Michael J. Flores, I'm sitting in a park just walked by a guy covered in pigeons uh, True. I'm with uh, Brian David Marshall Sutcliffe
2: Very good
0: but um That's what we say in the That's movie. what we say.
1: Yeah, it's just easier. It's an efficiency thing.
2: It really is awkward to just say Brian David Marshall and Marshall Sutcliffe.
1: Yeah. You could say Marshall Sutcliffe and Brian David Marshall. That's
0: also equally inefficient. It's it's bad though because if he's the one doing it. Yeah.
1: Maybe, well, maybe I could say he's
0: Marshall
2: Sutcliffe and I'm Brian David Marshall. Maybe don't let him Sutcliffe. just horn he in just on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just <don't let> him
1: <laughs> horn, horn in on the mic like that. <laughs> we have two of them don't yeah. let him. Yeah, it's grab-
2: not. It's not like this uh, high class operation we have running. Right I'm
0: holding an iPhone. I have <laughs> to tell you a story, Mike. Yeah. So we are waiting for you at Joe on the corner of Waverly and Gay. And I look across the street, and I and I touch BDM's shoulder, and I point, and there's a motorcycle over there. <laughs> of course there the is. The legendary motorcycle of this podcast that has drowned out more words <laughs> than all of the wind and people asking for directions and, you know, whoever's bugging you in the streets. What about garbage fights? Garbage fights. <laughs> I remember the garbage <laughs> fight. Garbage trucks. I mean. And it, it's got a cover on it, though. And, you know, so we're postulating, like, all right, he's got some sensor that knows that BDM's in the area. He's going to come out and light it up when you guys are ready to do the podcast. And he did. He came out. He stood by it for 10 minutes. He fired the thing up, let it warm up. Button his jacket. He literally said a prayer to God before getting on his bike and took off.
1: (laughs) So uh, I could could tie a lot of mythological top eight magic figures together. So I'm walking up Gay Street towards Waverly and Gay, Joe. And up ahead of me on the block, this woman who... She might be gorgeous, I don't know. But she's wearing a weird, like, shirt as a dress. You know, shirt as a dress. I don't know when that became in vogue or whatever. And has, like, super tall gladiator sandals, right? So I'm just like, hmm. I I don't have the correct vantage on this, but maybe she's awesome. I don't know. And so when I'm walking up Gay Street, walking back the other way is this woman who's pretty butch. She stops, pauses, does a double take. And I'm like, oh, confirmation. (laughs) That's, that's the route. That's a beautiful area, by the way. <laughs> Even important.
0: with the grumpy guy in his window, who we're sparing this time by walking to the park. Yeah, this is the a good guy. The guy that though. yells at you, but this this park is beautiful.
2: Yeah, we hung out. We hung out here, uh, what, Wednesday before before we went up to GPAC.
1: Mm.
2: We were hanging out on the other side.
1: Where have you eaten since you've been here? Oh, should you tell him? Oh my God, we
0: did the New York surf and turf. BDM is a genius. Tell him. So we went to Shake Shack.
2: Put our goods in the bag.
1: Oh wow! I like this story already. Cause oh, you <laughs> yeah, this was guns. stage one. Oh wow! <laughs> we
2: went across the street to Luke's Lobster Roll and got a Luke's Lobster
1: so Roll. So we
2: we went to the Shake Shack near Times Square, and then there's a City Kitchen, New York City Kitchen, which is like a food uh, like a food court, but like a super high end food court. Like there's no Panda Express here. No. There's Luke's Lobster Roll and Donuts place, and you know. So we go in. And we get a lobster roll. I've never been
1: there. What block is that? Forty-second,
2: forty-third, and eighth. Wow. Really? We it's run it. We go diagonal like across. So the up street.
1: across from the time time the the, the New York Times building.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we thought, in fact, we thought we were gonna have to go all the way across time because there's a Loop's lobster roll on 42nd and Second Avenue. And we, like, we were totally so prepared to do that. We were totally to prepared, to prepared to like almost so, run so our burgers were still warm. Well,
0: but you then, know you know what else we did is we bought we bought two burgers so oh, one, yeah. one to get we us to Loop's lobster
1: roll. <laughs> so, there's a there's a Luke's Lobster right by where I live, right? And then there's Shake Shack right by but they're in different directions.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: well you might have to tough so, guy this one so, out. Because... So we're,
2: we're, we're ready to go, you know, six full city blocks across town to get to this. And then I'm like looking across the street and I'm like, why does that say lobster? And I can't, my glasses, I mean, they're, whatever, I need glasses, right? So Marshall's like, I'm like, what does that say? And he's like, that says Luke's Lobster roll. And I'm like, <laughs> holy F, right? And so we just make a beeline across a crush and go upstairs. There's no line. There's no one there. There's no one knows it's there. I didn't no even know it existed. So we just get lobster roll, except Rashad, who gets a crab roll. Like yeah, a, he's like got to be a fancy play guy, yeah. Yeah, gets a crab roll. But we get lobster rolls, and we just eat a Shake Shack burger, a Shack burger, and a lobster roll. It is the New York City surfing. Wait, turf. did
1: you do it like alternating bites? Yes, oh, absolutely. Oh, Of
0: course you did. <laughs> it, it was
1: unbelievable.
0: It was so good. It was good. so worth it. So, it was worth every minute. I felt great. You know, everybody always complains that they eat a bunch of crappy food, and they're like, ugh, and I was happy. We walked around for hours Oh, afterwards. yeah, we walked for hours.
1: I, I, so, I don't know if you
0: remember Marshall
2: this. tried on a $175,000 watch.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Where? Uh, it's a, it's, I, I, I like, I'm into watches, you know, it's yeah. like a hobby for me, and uh, my favorite. Are you going to get an iWatch? Uh, I might, but probably not. Uh, but there's a, there's a watchmaker that I really like named uh, F.P. Jorn and, and he's got a boutique here, and, you know, it's... you you go up to the door and like the security guard lets you in and you know i can't afford any of the watches in there but i'm really big fan i've never seen any of the watches in real life because they don't make that many of them and uh, i was kind of poking around and i tried one on uh you know that would be kind of a dream watch for me and i don't mean like you know i'm talking about one like if i saved up for a long time i could get style not a seventy-five thousand dollar one but this one was in there and, and i had been eyeballing it and the lady that worked there kind of saw it and she brought it out and let me try it on. I was just like, I was in heaven. It's gorgeous too. This is
2: the watch. The watch face of it is the background of his home computer.
1: Yeah, it's just beautiful.
2: So this is like literally his dream watch. Yeah.
1: So that's exciting. It was fun. I'm inviting really you did fun. something. So uh I don't know if you remember this, Brian. A few years ago, you and I both played in a in a regional championship tournament in the church basement. Yeah. We both qualified. Now, we were going to get the $37 burger from Minetta Tavern, but instead, when we were going to go to barbecue, we ended up just going to Shake Shack, right? Yeah. But then a bunch of magicians. Just Shake Shack That's so, the guys so, who live in New York. No, no, no. So this is actually, this is a key in a story. I have to story. go to Vegas to get Shake Shack. So, that's the
0: closest one to my So house. we're
1: going, and <laughs> there, there was but like.
0: You, but you have
2: paseos. I, yeah.
1: I think back then there was only the one Shake Shack on 23rd Street, right, which is like a block away from where John Finkel used to live, and Zvi still lives there on this block, right? No? No, not
2: anymore,
1: but that's fine. Well, anyway, he, he did. So when we went to this Shake Shack, there were a bunch of magicians in the line, because their stand was V for for testing or whatever, right? Oh, that's right. Right. Yeah. right? So, and then, like, um, they get, they're get they like, oh, whatever. I, Whatever. I heard this burger was pretty good, but whatever. And then, so, like, ah. but I ended up going to Shake Shack multiple extra times that week, because, like, you, you hang out at John's, you just go to Shake Shack afterwards, whatever. Sometimes you just go to Shake Shack because you like to, right? I'm telling you, I saw like Alexander West there like three other times that <laughs> week, and I'm like, "Yo, I thought it was a burger." He's just like, "We, we don't, we don't have this where, where I am." Yeah. He, he lives where I live. All
2: right, so, so I mean, Marshall's West Coast. Yeah. So, I mean, Northwest Coast, but West Coast, and so like, In-N-Out is something within your range, yeah, and, and you and and more common to your experience than my experience.
0: Yeah, for sure, because we don't we don't have In-N-Outs in Seattle directly, but I mean. You go down the coast down to California, we go, and in Vegas too, and you see them all over the place. So
2: you would be a fair arbiter of the In-N-Out burger versus the Shack burger. I think I am, and I also take this kind of thing
0: quite seriously. Yeah. I'm a burger aficionado. I love burgers like this, and this is something that's important to me. Okay, so lay it on me. All right, so here's how it works. In-N-Out is overrated. Okay, the people that love In-N-Out, love In-N-Out. And you know what, it's pretty good. I go there when I'm in California or Vegas, I'll stop by and get it. I enjoy their burger. High quality ingredients, uh, always fresh. It's always the same. They never screw up your order. It's a really good place to get a burger. Then you come out here and you go to Shake Shack and you're like, this is not remotely close. It is just a much, much, much better hamburger. And anybody that tells you that the other burger that from In-N-Out is is, is is just a better quality hamburger is out of their mind. Completely out of their mind, in my opinion. I think that this burger blows it out of the water. And that's with me. I'm giving respect to In-N-Out. I go there. Like, right. I go out of my way to go get it. I like that place. But no, no, no. Shake Shack is not remotely close.
2: Yeah, it's it's
0: the meat. It's the meat.
1: Do you it's ever have $37 burger at, uh, at Mineta? I have not. I've heard it's fantastic. That. Honestly, like, I had it, right? And... It's the same supplier as Shake Shack. Yeah, Battle Free to Steaks. Yeah, those guys do a bunch of different burgers around around the city. There's there's a. They buy- do a
2: steak sandwich at. Is city there field. a Shake Shack around here?
1: Is there a Shake Shack around it's just here? Just apropos of nothing. Yeah, we.
2: This, I mean, we're not that far from the 23rd Shake Shack.
1: <laughs> well, so <laughs> at, duly noted. So actually, tomorrow, I'm leaving tomorrow. You know where I wanted to go uh, with Marshall? But uh, remember when we went to the ramen place? Oh, I yeah. love that place. Yeah, yeah, ramen place, It's great. But anyway, uh, I, I got to tell you, like. It's a good burger. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually think it was that much better than a Shake Shack burger, and it's not certainly not better than nine Shake Shacks burgers. So, so okay, so that's, so that's, that's really <laughs> like, like, you ran the numbers. <laughs> like, I mean, you I sent I, all
0: the data to Frank Carson. He I came like, back not as good as nine. I mean, bur- like Shake I could get Shack eight burgers. Shake Shack
1: burgers for the price of this. So the tipping point is at plus eight, right? So <laughs> you know,
2: yeah, it's not better than nine. So I I recently heard it's not better than three that the actual best burger in the city. Is the Brindle Room, which is on the east side, like, I think on East 12th Street. I've never Street. heard of it. I saw it on some show. Uh, it's, like, a really basic burger. It's, like, 70%, like, the excellent meat, and 30%, like, just the fat he trims off of the meat. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's just, like, here's my prime filet, you know, and it's, it's like just slices off the fat, and just puts it in his hamburger, 70-30. Like, caramelized onions, a bun. Well, that sounds nothing,
1: ridiculous.
2: Nothing else. He's, like, the guy's, like... A, he also does duck poutine. Wait, so... I want to go there.
1: Well, we, we should have that as a field trip. What's the name of that hotel that's next to Carnegie Hall? They're supposed to have the great... They have the secret burger I've room. been
2: there. That bur- That burger is it's not so
1: actually, nowhere close It is to, not. It is yeah, not. I mean, I remember these, these lawyers I was with a few months ago, they were like, like, oh, you got to go there. That's where right. people really go, right? So, th- there's a secret room. Everything's on, like... On like like brown paper bags, right? There's there's no there's no phone.
2: Yeah, no, it's not good, Mike. I need to ask You, something. You're, yeah. you sir, you you work in like the 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 rating and Google optimization industry, right? You like you do stuff with like like. So we we're in Atlantic City, and we're looking for a place to get breakfast this morning. Okay, <laughs> and we I'm gonna hold you somewhat accountable for this somehow. <laughs> I don't know how, but this place comes recommended to us.
0: By whom? The Bulldozer. By the
2: Bulldozer. Mike Mendoza. I don't know who Matt Mendoza. Yeah, I don't know who Mike Mendoza is. Uh, Matt Mendoza. And we go, and he's like, look, Marie's lunchroom or? Uh, Luncheonette. Luncheonette. Marie's luncheonette. So we're like, okay, we look it up. What's your reaction when we look it up?
0: Well, I mean, I I noticed that it had a very high rating. It was like four and a half stars. What, on Google rating? Yeah. Which is you know most most really good places are four. You're like yeah yeah we're going there. It's four. How many? And if it goes above, it's like how many votes well, do they have? I don't know.
2: Oh, Mike. Mike knows some well, shenanigans look, is, that are going on. This is on. why
0: you're asking him, right? Yeah. I, I don't know.
2: I, I, I probably should have
3: looked. I, I, so,
2: because we went and it was the most utterly mundane. Not properly cooked eggs. Not seasoned potatoes. Not cooked. First of potatoes. all.
1: It says in Atlantic City. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, and
2: it, we don't. And I was going to ask you, does Google rate on a curve?
1: Because <laughs> Atlantic no, City, no, no, no. If it's, <laughs> it's a star rating, those are. Those, I actually don't know where the where the reviews came from, but they could have been curated from other from other review sources that are partners with them, or they could have left Google reviews. But there was actually a big epidemic uh, last year where people were were. Gaming, well, more negatively, gaming the ratings of local restaurants that were—they were trying to sink their competition. Well,
2: did you guys, did you guys downrate it today? No. It's down to four point three stars since we were there. <laughs>
1: that's got to be Rashad. <laughs> well, the, the, the big thing was How like many ratings. Uh,
2: it's like about twenty-eight reviews. Oh, that's so, actually a lot.
1: So the thing is that there, there were, there was like these folks. You know what Google Glass is? The yeah, Glass, glasses. Yeah. So thing, yeah. there are some restaurants in, in New York City that were like not serving people who were wearing Google. Okay, and the reason for that is because they're like, well, this is could potentially be invasive. No one knows when you're recording stuff like that. So what ended up happening was the Google Glass wearers are all like super dialed into the Google community, right? By virtue of having invested thousands of dollars in glasses that don't actually improve your vision. Okay. Uh, but then, so the thing is, like, the amount of ratings any individual restaurant gets can be, like, 13 ratings, right? They don't have that many. A local restaurant, you're not talking about, like, how many ratings did McDonald's get, right? right. That's not the question. It's, like, a, a restaurant might have 10 ratings, might have 100 ratings at the most. And so they would have glassware from around the world, like, like this place is horrible. Don't go there. <laughs> but their criteria for making it have a low star rating was just that they were discriminating against the protected class of people, who like were in Google class. Um, but so there's stuff like that. I, I, I'm I'm sur- I'm personally not a big fan of of star rating systems that have small n. You know, you don't know. Yeah, I just got my ten buddies to rate it nicely. You just you really don't know. Um, it's like the whole family got in on this one. It's It's yeah. like it. it that that kind of stuff is just not reliable, and if that's the best data you have, maybe. But yeah, that's yeah. Not, it's not a real decision. It was. It was. Criteria. It was
2: not. I mean, it wasn't. Like we didn't get tomate poisoning that we know. No, about. it was
0: fine. I would eat it again. It's just, I, I was expecting something maybe. It was a like more th- it was like three star food. Yeah,
1: it was just boilerplate. What's three star food?
0: Three star like food. Like a
1: rando. Di- what's a rando diner? Two three star, star food. Three. Three. A rando diner. Like three. for a
2: diner, like you're grading a diner on a diner scale. You're not yeah. grading a diner on the Manetta Tavern scale.
1: Why not? So there used to. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just throw something out there. Because they're, when I wanted, they're diner not open experience. anymore. There used to be Bendix. There used to be two Bendix in sure. New York City.
2: Yeah, I used to go to Bendix.
1: Bendix is a diner. You're gonna rate them on the diner scale. You're gonna rate them on the restaurant I'm scale? I'm
2: gonna rate them on the diner scale.
1: So they're like a hundred stars on the diner scale. No,
2: they're like a four and a half on the diner scale. Which is what I thought we were gonna get at Maria's Luncheonette.
0: Yeah, but instead the French toast is made out of just normal like.
2: Like Bendix wasn't insane. Food. It's it was unreal just really for good. a
1: diner. It was really and, good. And for relative a diner. to the cost, that's a thing. They charged you like yeah, it was a diner. They didn't charge you like it was a three-star restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They charged it was you at, you at the, the high scale. end
2: of the diner scale. Very
1: high end of the diner scale.
2: I mean, I haven't been to. uh, an, uh, uh what's her face? Amanda Freitag no. took uh, over the the I'm diner on the mind. West Side. She took over Empire Diner, and that's her new restaurant. It's a diner. I mean, I probably insane. Yeah, probably a five, maybe a six.
1: <laughs> I don't know. So, speaking of food, I had lunch at Facebook last week. And I got to tell you, the cafeteria at Facebook, I was really, really pleasantly surprised. Is it
2: better than the cafeteria at Google?
1: It, the meal I had at the cafeteria at Facebook was better than any meal I've ever had at the cafeteria at Google. Out of the many meals I've had there. It was outstanding, I have to tell you. So if you're ever in the market of eating at the Facebook cafeteria, I yeah. recommend it. Thanks for the recommendation.
2: So, so speaking of Google, Mark yeah. Schmidt qualified for the Pro Tour.
0: Top six. So he's going to yeah. be going to
2: the same Pro Tour you are, Mike. Yeah. Playing at Pro Tour Magic Origins. By, you're by gonna the way, watch.
0: high five, Mike. Nice Thank job. Thank you. I was real happy for you.
2: So, uh, so Mark Schmidt qualified. Chris Calcano, like a point off of Platinum, top eight Magic Invitational champion, Christian Calcano.
0: Yes. The calculator. Yeah. I was really happy ex- I him. was
2: so excited for
0: him. Yeah, he's one of the good guys for sure. And yeah. he's put in, you know, he's one of those dudes that's made real sacrifices for the game, too.
1: Yeah. What, what sacrifices for the game? What do you mean by that? Well,
0: what I mean is, like, he has come very close to stopping playing for financial reasons multiple times, where he's just like, all right, well, if I don't bank this thing, I can't really justify going <laughs> to more GPs for at least a while. And you know how it goes when you stop playing and then you're off of the... The pro point chase, and you got to start over from scratch, and maybe you're not on the PT, and like it can get really hard to get back in place. and And he came so close a few times, and now, I mean, he's on the verge of getting platinum, in which case, and now it's paying him well, he's one, one, point money. one point off, he's One point Is that a point. show up?
2: Then? No, no, no. He's he's Including four that. points. He's oh, four. Okay. so he gets so he's, three minimum points yeah, for yeah. showing up, and so like he needs to find one more point at the intervening GPS, or just like make day two,
0: essentially.
1: He'll probably go to some GPs, though, right? He's, he's like, going to them. He's yeah. going to them, yeah. yeah. He's not going to Europe, but he's going to the ones around here. He's going to Vegas, yeah. Providence.
2: So super sweet for him.
1: Um, I watched a segment you guys did at uh, Grand Prix Toronto. Not you, Brian, but Marshall. Uh, so you guys, uh, well, Randy interviewed Brian Raymer. You guys talked about the... Oh, the about your deck, right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how come you don't love it? You're like, oh, this like, seems like it. I don't know. It seems kind of crappy to me. Yeah, I,
0: I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the deck. I'm glad you won with it, though.
1: Uh, it's awesome. And I actually just don't understand why people don't play it. It's actually awesome against the decks that do well right now. It was weird because, uh, you it's know... It's shockingly good against the decks that do well right now. Yeah,
0: I was. I, I did expect to see more of it at that GP. Um, you had just won with it. You guys talked about it on your podcast with Chapin, and I was like, this is a really good push for this deck. It's a really cool deck. Like, it hits a certain stripe player that's just like... I want to bring that kind of deck to the tournament. Plus, who, wants were, a, <laughs> who wakes well, up in the morning
2: like a, a I want to play five deck. different kinds of dragons? I mean, <laughs> me. A lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Nate
0: Holt. Yeah. Dragons. Right. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, and I thought we would see more. Dragons uh, are really awesome
1: and good, good at, at breathing, breathing fire, fire and stuff. stuff. Oh, I no saw that.
0: What the stuff is or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. You remind me to pick up this cup. I, I picked it. it up three times. It I keeps got you, buddy. Down. I got you. All right. Um, yeah, but like. So it's it's it wasn't very good against Abzan Aggro, but I think that we made it good enough. Like, uh, do you guys know Anthony Lowry? Yeah, yeah he yeah, played Anthony. it in a he played it in a Invitational qualifier last week. He beat Abzan Aggro three times and went three and zero against Mono Red without losing a game. Those aren't, those aren't even the great matchups, right? Like, if people are gonna play slow Abzan decks that are based around Elspeth, or I mean, I guess Esper Dragons didn't do well this week, right? But and it's also awesome, the thing is, it's awesome against well, the Megamorph version of Abzan Like that's not fast. It's not like coming out with beaters. But it's like I'm gonna play the 26 land game against you.
0: You know, I'm like I, they're I, gonna win. I, I want to know what you, you said that Esper Dragons didn't do well that week as it didn't have any in the top eight. It didn't have of any the, in the top eight. But it did win the other GP that weekend was, in the hands of teams. That's Jesus. two weeks ago. There was a construction GP ago. this week. Oh, the one over oh, that was in yeah, Paris. Yeah, yeah. We, we haven't even sure, looked sure. at Paris. Yeah. No, yeah, there i was, no, I'm there was sorry. There. I thought you were talking about two weeks ago. My bad. Oh, no, no, of course. pv was. Uh, it didn't do well over in Paris? Zeros. What, what were the big
2: decks? In, I, I actually have not looked at the top decks at all.
0: Yeah, we were kind of busy It turns out.
2: Yeah. We were, we're
1: den protectors all over the place. Probably. I mean, I look at a lot of, a lot of these decks just blend together for me. You, you look, you look at, the, at standard, and I think that the differentiation between the decks is not, it's almost not significant enough to delineate archetypes, right, like,
0: so if you- are talking about like the sliding scale of the
1: Abzan well, deck? so oh, here, yeah, I'll actually make this argument.
2: So- I, I call it adjective Abrazon, Abzan, If, so, if somebody <laughs> says to
1: you- It's just like Mad Libs. Look, you know. what, are, what, are, what are the characteristics, like I'll, I'll just tell you my, my impression. The characteristics of Abzan Megamorph, right, mm-hmm. are Den Protector and and Deathmiss Raptor, yep. right? And 26 lands, okay? okay. Those are the characteristics I would say. Twenty-six lands and these two particular Megamorph creatures. Tech doesn't even necessarily play Mastery of the NC, which is weird to me. We have all these freaking lands, right? Um, but that's Abzan Megamorph. We've actually given this a name. Twenty-six lands, these Megamorph creatures. Abzan Aggro, twenty-five lands. Okay, may or may not have any Megamorph creatures, but probably these guys are they starting to adopt, you know, at least Den Protectors. These decks usually have like some number of, of death warden, dealers, wardens, and, and yep, de- warden, yeah, so, one but, warden, two wardens. But the yep. main thing of this deck is it's got 25 lands instead of 26, and does it probably doesn't have I mean, any that's death. Not the, that's not the differentiating factor, though. Uh, what, what is the look? If you talk about the unique capabilities of the decks, the the the, the both of the other styles of of Abzan decks. If they don't start them, they probably don't start them. Can, can or should? I don't know what what word you want to use there. Bring in Elspeth, Sun's Champion. What differentiates Abzan Midrange and Abzan Control? Chapin and I came to the conclusion that Abzan Midrange and Abzan Control are the same deck. Yeah, they're very much. there is they're, no they're just, difference. You're between just turning these the decks. dial on those, right? So, like, they're both Abzan Midrange and Abzan Control. How many Elspeths I play? How many Nisses I play? Main deck like there's no I, I think, differentiation I think, yeah, between yeah, Abzan these control
2: articles. is a matter of the number of planeswalkers right but it's definitely like, when, one of the like, I think Abzan I, I think Abzan super friends would probably when, be when, the better when Jacob
1: Wilson won with Abzan control he won like whatever Star City event he's like at 24 lands like four sader wayfinders and two planeswalkers everyone was like this is Abzan control well, then it's clear no. that magic
2: needs a central deck naming authority. Okay.
1: I, I know. First you. of all, I'm sitting next to him. I don't want to, to do him. it. I hate this deck I, name but, stuff. But, the, no, but what I'm saying is that these decks, I, I think there's definitely a, a sharp divide between Abzan Aggro and Abzan Control, right? One of the decks doesn't have Corsair Crufix. That's a big freaking difference, sure. okay? Not having Corsair Crufix is the primary difference, but the ace is the same in all these decks. Every single one of these decks has four copies of Siege Rhino.
0: Yeah, Siege is the the pivot point for
1: all of the decks. So, most of them have at least three copies of Heroes Downfall. No matter how aggro they are, they've got at least three copies of Heroes Downfall, right? There's one copy of a performing Abzan aggro deck that didn't have it and even the boss (laughs) eventually adopted playing Heroes Downfall, right? Most of them have at least two, probably three copies of Abzan Charm, right? What is really differentiating these decks? Like, having a card that's a two-for-one or not they're, they just have a different two for one. This deck gains card advantage with Den Protector. This get deck gains card advantage from, from Read the Bones. It's almost fungible in these decks. And the thing is, the way they operate is not, is not highly contingent on their strategy, except for abs and aggro. So that's the reason why, like, if they can come out and they go. God forbid they could play like Soldier the Pantheon on the first turn, but probably at least they have the capability to play Warden of the First Tree, second turn Deathmist Raptor. Or, I'm sorry, second turn uh, uh, Rakshasha Death Dealer, or second turn uh, Policeman Lion. Probably not uh, Deathmist Raptor on the second turn with that start. But even the control decks have Policeman Lion now. Right. To it, me, to me, like,
2: same deck. If you, not to go all Michael J. and say, but back when we were doing the Grudge Match and we would yeah. <laughs> present these like deck archetypes, this would all be called option. All of these, it would be Obz'on. It would be a broad archety- archetype of Obz'on, but then we would break down very specific builds with a known lineage. You so, know, and sort of and sort of distinguish them in there, but not distinguish. try to make them sound like separate decks. But you have
1: to be so there are defining characteristics. I honestly think the biggest thing is Obz'on Aggro typically has twenty five lands.
2: That's got that can't be the distinguishing character
0: no, is, I I made a scale when we were at the GP that went from Warden of the first tree to Hoogan. yeah <laughs> and there's a there's a plot point at every every but step. Is, there,
1: is there any substantial difference in your mind between abzan mid-range and abzan control no, no I can not significant abzan control has fleeceman lion now it's this is just not and maybe it's not Abzan control <laughs> do all the decks have Den Protector at this point, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't, they probably don't, right? The co- don't it's where the
2: control decks don't necessarily have the cards that are two for once. I, ima- I can't imagine playing an Obzon deck that um, didn't have um, Den Protector at this point.
1: I can imagine it. I have.
2: <laughs> it seems crazy to me. The ability to grow back a hero's downfall or grow back a. Well, Thoughtseize
1: is the one that's usually sure, getting, the, getting the money. Because yeah. it's so mana efficient, right? You're not nec- sure. You don't necessarily have six lands in play. Sure. Or eight lands I mean, in play I mean, for I a really I can do it play. at the
2: end of my opponent's turn, too, Right. Like,
1: I'm yeah, sure you can. You're so rich. Oh, I get two turns to execute my plan. Uh, like, but if you, if you think about it, like, what are the aces? I think that we're gonna see a continued kind of like reinvestment in 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 deck design and just interesting development around the card collected company. Oh yeah, that's a card everyone. was Collective. Talking
2: about. Collective. Whatever.
1: Hey i got to know company. these names.
0: I, I think that I've typed in the booth, Collected Company Everybody every goes, time. what are you talking about? <laughs> so, this col- guy doesn't know the card names.
1: Collective Company. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't know who came up with this, but uh, it was a really apt description. Collective Company is basically Bloodbraid Elf. It costs four. <laughs> it does stuff for three or less, right? You get two things. One of the bodies is about as good as a Bloodbraid Elf. And then you trade haste in for double flash.
0: Double right. Flash or in some way, yeah, yeah, that's sweet, that's flash. sweet. That's, it's basically Bloodbraid Elf, right? So it, As long as you hit, yeah, you have to build to it specifically like Wesco
1: did in that tournament. Every creature he had can be hit by it. I don't think you have to build to everything can be hit by it, but I think you have to build you to have a high percentage. I actually, I, I've been working on Collective Company decks recently, and you could have, like, in excess of, of 20 oh. creatures in your... Well, it's collected company, right? Yeah, he's he's giving me a look. What? I guess it's collected company. Why? Why did you do this to I'm me? I'm sorry. You meant You shattered my. Oh, anyway. You can recover.
0: <laughs> I'm not I mean, that we might about not. You. Yeah, I might not. You can't. I'll never speak again.
1: That's yeah. That's not true at all. <laughs> so, uh, no. So whether ever so think about it like this. What if you? What if uh, not every creature in your deck could hit, but you have thirty-five creatures that could hit, right? Uh, that, that's thirty five. Yeah, let's say if thirty five creatures that. But you have hit. creatures still in the deck yeah. that couldn't hit. Like what if I have like a twenty? <laughs> I'm just making this up, right? Yes, so, you are. No, you can make up a number of creatures that, that uh, a number of creatures that can hit that's higher than than would give you a, again ninety six percent chance of hitting two creatures on on any given okay. on any given flip. I don't know what that it's, number is. Um, like if it fits within the confines. I, I, I played a few dozen games of collect company decks this weekend, and I hit only once more times than I would have liked to. And a lot of times you're, uh, you're hitting a you're hitting a face up den protector as your only creature. Uh-huh. That's not that exciting. Oh no, no, that's pretty bad. Yeah. We, uh, we
2: were we were having fantasies about collect company this weekend, talking about it in modern, putting it into like the elves shell. So, and then like can you imagine like hitting an eternal witness? And something else off Collected company, oh, yeah. much better than a den protector face. So off. what about this?
1: Get your Collected what company you, back. Untap some guys. And... What if you hit a kitchen finks? It's only one more mana than a kitchen finks, right? Yeah. You get two life. Here's the thing about kitchen finks in your deck is mana. What if all of the what if all the cards in your deck are creatures you can hit, except for one kind of creature, which I think you'll figure out what it is in a second. And your spells are Collected company, and and uh, court of calling. So, you're just all drowsying. No. I'm kitchen fixing. Oh, okay. And then I'm gonna cord into into Archangel of Thune. Oh, okay. It's just like this sets you up pretty well. Or you could get like also just cord into um what's it say?
2: Crater Hoof Behemoth. We were we were talking about breaking the cord intruder alarm in modern, well, so ignore me. I think, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think we went pretty deep. If you're gonna hit if so if you're gonna legitimately hit, I think it's probably better in this context. To hit uh, to hit Archangel Thune because you're certain to win the game. If you if you hit Craterhoof Behemoth, you usually win the game, yeah, right? Yeah. If you hit uh, Archangel Thune, you will win the game. The, these are these are, and also Archangel Thune pretty easy to cast. It's cost one more mana yeah. than the Collector's Company versus uh, uh, Craterhoof Behemoth. People have obviously cast it fair and square, but it takes quite a bit more work. No to interest
2: get there. in hitting it
1: fair and square. Well, I mean, don't you want to be able to hit fair and square or cheatery?
2: I just always want to cheatery.
1: Uh, so I the deck I've been testing has uh, a Kintree Kintree spirit in standard so Wesco didn't ha- I, he had enough white for bramaz but not enough white for anofenza I don't I don't quite get that anenza is very very effective in this strategy. what,
2: what does anofenza give you that you're, you're that
1: you want at? every time you hit collect a company you're just bolstering like crazy like the the you have all these things that are putting bodies into play and anensa is like I I will just give you an example. I had an interesting board board position where I have an Anafensa that's that's 3-3, a Brimaz, and a and uh This a, is new
2: Anafenza, right?
1: And, yeah, Anafensa kindred Spirit. Okay. And uh and uh, uh Mastery of the Unseen all in play, right? I make a medium medium aggressive attack, so it's not the most aggressive attack I can make. And my opponent's all of his potential blocks are disastrous, so he eventually comes to the position where he's like I'll block hey, I had I had a 2-2 Brimaz token from a previous turn because he, you had already it has to bolster Mark. the smallest creature, uh-huh. right? So so he he puts one two two in front of the previous turn's Bramaz token and another two two in front of uh, the new Bramaz token, letting Bramaz through, right? So I activate my mastery unseen and bolster onto the other token. Like it's absurd. That's you have sick. all these things that like <laughs> that make that make bodies that are like token-esque, card advantageous, like I'm not sure. But the triggers are everywhere. Every single time you do something. There's, like, three triggers happening. God forbid, like, your mid-combat situation, you're just like, oh, I'm going to collect a company. You hit two... Oh, you can, like, hit Den Protector or any other morph creature, flip it, get two two Deathmiss Raptors back... And hit two bolsters off of Deathmiss Raptors? <laughs> oh, my God. That's pretty insane. So, like, you just, like, you spend the lives of your Deathmiss Raptors like they're water in this sector. Like, <laughs> kill it! Go ahead! Right? And then you're, like, flip up Dead Protector, rebuy Collected Company, <laughs> get back two bodies, which may or may not be face up, by the way. Anafenza has two triggers. You cast another Collected Company mid-combat. Like, you might have had six triggers for the cost of six mana right there. Like no one can beat that kind of a strategy in combat. Now, they can beat you with like an Ojitai. Sure. But like
2: <laughs> well, maybe 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 I'll play this deck of things. Yeah
1: yeah yeah. I think you might have sold BDM. But if you're if you're if you're actually if you're an opponent who's foolish enough to play a you fair should. game. This would be sweet. Like, yeah. I was playing it's also fair like, for your taste. This is not fair. No,
2: this is right. This is right where I.
1: Green white unfair. No no no. no. I'll give you an example. I'm playing against I'm playing against Abzan Agar. It's like he's guys like sneering at me because his guard, cards are all supposed to be better than mine, right? So I'm like an offensive goat. He's like. <laughs> 3-3, three, three. I'm like, fine. has three, 3-3, three, attack. And he's like, all right, no blocks. He's like, he's like, uh, whatever, like his Anafenza, right? So is standoff, right? Yeah. So I'm like, all right fourth land, attack with all my guys, right? He's just like, prepare blocks. I'm like, okay, collected company. Bolster, bolster. He's just like, all right, my guys get splattered, right? <laughs> so, I'm like, okay. Splattering on the stack. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Annihilate your team. He's like, okay, that was embarrassing, right? So then he's just like, all right, you don't have this. sea Rhino. I'm like, agreed, I don't have sea Rhino. Just attack with all my guys. He's just like, no blocks. <laughs> okay, I'm like, post-combat, den protector. Uh, and I, at this point, I was I was more uh, I was more fancy than I am now. But like I had a version that was just like, all right, uh, cast Aspect of Hydra on my Den Protector, flip up Den Protector, Rebuy Aspect of Hydra, Aspect of Hydra on my Den Protector, attack you for twenty unblockable. Like,
2: <laughs> I love that people who are playing Aspect of Hydra.
1: Do you like that? Do you like that one? Aspect of Hydra my Dead Protector, flip up my Dead Protector, rebuy aspect of Hydra attack you for 20. It's unblockable! Yeah, there No was one a, blocks it no one blocks dead protector! There was a guy that was playing mono green at the
0: GP that had that aspect but, of but hydra dead protector why, thing. Why going. be
1: mono green? Like, is it so much of an investment to play one less green pip and you have Fleece Man Lion instead of whatever crappy GG guy you could put? Swordwise Centaur? No,
0: it was weird. He put in um Scale Guard uh, Elite Scale Guard? Uh, no. No, no, uh, a Dragon scale. Elite what is it? Well, Is said
1: Swordway centaur is the one they play though, right? Like They play Swordway centaur. There's also the No, G- they they play the 2 the 2-3 two, for GG. The the 3-2 for GG they is They did insane. not play that though.
0: He had none of those in the list. He played the 3-2. We actually brought him in the booth cuz I was just like The 3-2. No, they played the two three. That if you reveal a dragon, it gets a plus one plus-one counter. And I was appalled because look at me. I'm, I'm not like there's some no big dragon, brewer right. like you. No, there's no dragons. I had. I'm not a brewer like you, Flores. But I looked at it and said he needs a three two a trample. He's got other ways to get Do counters you know how hard. I it tried could be working four, with three. like it's
1: got reach also. The three two with bolster. He said it Do was. Do you know better how better many Red. consecutive? <laughs> I literally had this board where I've done a Company once where like I had three of the three two in play and the smallest one was a six five. <laughs> like, I want to play with Collected Company. Those guys now. naturally have... Yeah, you should. Those guys naturally have Trample, right?
0: I do yeah, th- I do they have th- Trample this and Reach. The smallest one was and a reach. 6-5.
1: And Reach. I do kind of want to play with it. In Block your Ojitai. It's in really water. powerful. It's
0: Bright Elf. I'm yeah. trying to get BDM to play... In the tournament in Vegas after the GP, but it's standard.
1: He needs a deck. Oh, the one the week after. Yeah. I, I really want to go to that. You're going to be there,
2: I can get an invitation to that, right? I have.
1: what? I can get an invitation. Hi. that. we'll talk after.
0: <laughs> now he needs a deck. Uh. <laughs> I a mean, I'm. Cru- cru- I cru- cruise really a want
1: to. I want to play in that one, but I might. What, what's the date on that? Oh, whatever the weekend after G- so GP Vegas
2: is. It's June seventh, right? Like June sixth. I'm going to be there, man. So
1: much travel. I'm going. Well, that's a month earlier. I'm going to Rome for a week. And then I, and then Family I'm going, vacation? Yeah, family vacation. I play, planned it like a year ago. Who knew I was going to be qualified for the Pro Tour the Awkward. next like, two weeks later? <laughs> Certainly none of us. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I actually didn't think about it this way. And I was just like, oh, I won like a local tournament, you know. Well, it, to be fair, I, I exiled the tournament. I was like in first position the entire time. It was, you know, it was a good tournament for me. But it... You know it was still a six- round Swiss tournament. It was not, you know, not, not like I, I won a Jeep here I think. Then then I, then I, I won, I won the, uh, the regional PTQ. Cha's like, do you have any idea what the odds are on this?" And, and I'm like, what? He's just like you, it's like you won a 700 person single elimination event and, he, and I'm like, why wow, It's just like do the math. How big was the first tournament It was like 60 players. <laughs> He's like you have a four in whatever 4 and48 shot in the second tournament. We have a one in sixty shot to begin with. So there's never been a there's never been a path this hard to the Pro Tour, and I'm like, really? I'm like, I I I always thought the new system was easier.
0: Yeah. I mean, it might be. I I don't know. It's hard to say uh, this early. Like running the numbers like that for sure. I mean, there's certainly a difference between winning a PPTQ and winning the regional as far as quality of opponents go. I'm assuming. Did you did you find that?
1: Uh, at the PPTQ, my opponents were largely pretty competent. I had a lot of they tight were, matches. Like I mean, the players in New unlucky. York are pretty good. Like oh yeah, sure. Like really tough matches. Uh, like where I was coming down to the last few draw steps, I actually had to super outplay my last round opponent, and then he won PPTQ the next day. Uh, uh, the uh, the guy who I beat in the finals of the the one the one I won here in New York. Uh, and the quality competition in Utah was uh, I mean, two of the guys I played qualified. Uh, I think that the I think the quality of play in the PPTQ I played in was much higher than the quality of play on average than I than in the regional. In the PTQ. regional. But I think it was yes, not close. That will be my conclusion. The the people not 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 to knock the Utah players, the PPTQ players were just good, like really really good matches, like uh. Because that's supposed to be the easy part, right? I mean,
3: so,
1: I don't know. I played in the PPTQ last weekend. And I mean, I around one, here it's it's. I went one and two. It's pretty
2: grinder tastic.
1: Like the the PPTQs here have like. You know, you can look around. There's like probably eight guys in the room of a Star City top eight, right? It's not, it's yeah, not that's like. Rough.
2: I mean, there's random Pro Tour champions showing up to them. Right? I mean, there's like Osep going. On. But I All mean, right. the, isn't
1: there one of these things every weekend in two different stores? No, we don't have that many stores. What? I only had one shot for the season, so Didn't my only recourse is to, to do well. That includes Brooklyn. I have to do well in the Pro Tour. I don't have another shot at, at PPTQ. We only had like. Jeez, don't screw that up, buddy. Uh, I don't plan to. <laughs> We'll see what happens. It means you got to learn to play
2: limited, you
1: know. Uh, I'm pretty good at limited when I when I focus on it. Right, remember when I with the rise of Eldrazi? I Bells remember Razi? M11. I remember <laughs> M11.
0: So, are you going to start grinding drafts for this format or what? I think mean, it's there's a lot of information we're, we're out, pretty, out
1: there already. We're pretty far ahead ahead of time right now, right? There's what no, formats there's, the, the is it? It's Magic, magic origin. Origins. There's yeah. no reason to waste my brain power yeah. on this stuff.
2: All right. I mean, get some reps in though, I mean, some operations. Some,
1: uh, when I go into practicing for the pro tour mode, my wife will not see me, right? I will be in the room next to her and I'm not going to be there, <laughs> right? That like when I'm preparing, like heads down for a tournament, like you know, play 10 tournaments a night or something, like so, just like completely, like complete and utter focus. Uh, and you'd think I would have done better at some point in my life, but uh, it's it's not it's insert not
2: circle gonna... grave troll here. Yeah well.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing. You give me like a minimum amount of like flattery, I will just do whatever <laughs> Because there's Grand Prix Atlantic City, right? Last time there was Grand Prix Atlantic City. Zach Hill told me, "Oh, Mike, you're such a genius. You should play your Liliana deck. And I'm like, "I am a genius." Zach said so. <laughs> <laughs> what was your other option? I exoed the uh, whatever the fake Pro Tour qualifier is the next day. The Super Sunday series. Yeah, and then I got cheated against. But I had so no, I had no reps in. In, uh, in Paper Magic for forever at this time. So, like, I just didn't know... What, I didn't remember what to do when my opponent cheated and lied to the judge. And the judge was, like, feeding me the lines. He's like, are you sure that this is the... And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't really deserve to win the game. I mean, sure, he's cheating and lying to the judge, but I bet he can't really hold it against the kid, can I? <laughs> That's what's going on in my head! I don't, I'm Like, I literally... i was like, XO in this- games, even. Right? So then, like, whatever cut off, and I just, you know... Ninth or whatever, but it was a limited top eight. I wouldn't have been able to win. Yeah, those things were tough in the top eight. It was a black red beatdown. I so saw. I played Liliana black red control, and Ravage just handed me like black red beat with what's he four three guy, and he has like the thing where you can't block. Oh yeah, the unleash. Uh, yeah, the that unleash card guy. seemed awful. Yeah, that was but not it, a great card. But it was a it was the three drop we had, so um, it was yeah it was a good deck. Uh, if I had just... That was
0: with Thundermar Hellkites and stuff back then, right? I
1: don't remember. The 5-mana, 5, mana, five, five I, I must have had the 2-2 two, two guy that can't block for one. And, Dragos, uh... Cackler. Yeah, I feel yeah, like they're... I remember
0: that deck. Zach played that deck in that trailer.
1: Yeah, well... <laughs> jerk.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, so anyway, um... Yeah, I, I really just didn't have any paper magic reps, right? Like, if it had been however many years earlier, I would have had my hand in the earth faster than anything. And it was a stupid thing. My opponent, like... Casts, I'm completely mana screwed, right? So he has, like all the time in the world and he casts Sphinx's Revelation and then doesn't discard down, right? So I'm like, you have, I'm, I'm, so I'm evaluating which card I should discard on my own turn because I have like over eight. I'm like, how many cards do you have in hand? He's like, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, not a good answer, right? So and it ended up being like a, a and it really the head judge was like, really just feeding me the words I had to say to him to advance in the tournament, and I, I did not comply. And afterwards he's just and I'm like, I, I, I didn't feel like I should win, I was mana screwed, and he's just like, but you destroyed the, Yeah. so I, I felt bad about it after, he's like, but you destroyed the integrity of the tournament. Somebody who cheated just advanced instead of you. And I was like, oh, I didn't really think about it that Did you way. feel guilty? I, I, I felt stupid actually, I just, you know, at the time, I, I I I was playing like two paper tournaments a this year. Dog
2: folded like a house of cards. Did yeah, you see that, that? that is
0: not a tough dog. Another dog walked The dog walked within flopped. twenty
2: feet of a table, so I mean, and he just went into total submissive mode.
1: Yeah, but I'm, I think it's, it must be like you, right? For at least a, a large part of your a large part of your magic interaction, I play a ton of Moto, right? But people can't cheat against you in Moto. Yeah, I'm the same. Okay, so. And I mean, when I played only paper magic, like when I was playing pizza every week, I was like so sharp on the on the floor rules, but I just didn't have any. I had no but no reps on let, that. Let me
2: ask you something. Something we saw at Atlantic City. So we're what we're we're covering the GP. And there's this guy playing against Tom Martel. Yeah. He's playing on camera. I think it was the I think it was Win. And he's doing something that I'd never seen before operationally. Yeah. And what he's, he's got he's got a big die down below his deck. Yeah. And he just every turn he's just like adjusting it up and adjusting it down yeah and basically whenever Tom would draw a card play a card play a land discard a card do anything he was adjusting the amount of just like reflexively adjusting the number of cards that were in Tom's hand and so at any point if there was a discrepancy and not saying he thought Tom was a cheat this is clearly something this guy does whenever he plays magic it's clearly what he does all the time but it was just like you should have six cards in your hand you should have five cards in your hand
1: did he win or lose?
2: I don't.
1: remember. So, so, against
0: Martelli, probably lost.
1: So here's the thing about that: if you could do it without expending any mental e- energy, this is exactly what what Marshall said. Then it's good. But the problem is, if you're expending any amount of mental energy to uh, to uh, to do this during the course of a match, it has to be negative value, right? So, like when I like in the late '90s, early 2000s, when like playing in match tournaments was like the most important thing in my life, I. I trained so many skills that that I don't have right now, like like my table, like my not not table shuffling in terms of pile stacking. Like my mechanical ability to shuffle a deck was peerless, like on the Pro Tour, like Mike turn just like you're just the best shuffler. You were the randomist. Like, <laughs> uh, well, most people don't randomize their decks efficiently, right? right so yeah, that's true. the reason that the reason that I developed that skill in particular was, I had this deck it was super good uh, for I think the second maybe. I don't remember. It was an early Pro Tour in my career. I prepared really, really well. I, I, I literally prepared like 40 hours a week from the moment that I won, that I won the PTQ to the Pro Tour. I was utterly confident, and I won every game one that I played on day one, and I went two and seven or two and five, whatever it was. <laughs> right. And it was literally I was just, and my deck had like 26 lands and 25 cycling or something, and I lost all these matches with two lands in play. I'm like the thing that's a gap in my game is something that is fixable. And that's the that's the conclusion I had, so I just like, so when you say it was random, it was really, I just mechanically learned to shuffle with my hands really, really well. So I would sit there while I was watching TV or whatever and practice shuffling magic decks for, I don't know, hours a day, so like my thumbs got good at it, right? If you watch me shuffle now, like I'm, I'm, I'm good at shuffling such that I don't see the bottom card, because I've gotten multiple cautions and warnings on this. Uh, because, like, just picking up my... It's like, actually it's hard to do. Whatever, yeah. right? So I, that's actually the thing that I, that, that I practiced more, more recent years. But, like, I used to be, like, super brisk on, on the mechanics of shuffling a sleeved magic deck.
2: You guys hear a Woodpecker? It's the first Woodpecker on the Top 8 Magic podcast. Look, look it did, it's, it there's hear.
1: always a new first. Uh, I heard it. There it was. <laughs> but, any, but the thing is that if you're expending any mental energy at the table for this diet-adjusting thing, I think it's negative. But if you expend all your mental energy not at the table so that you're expending literally zero, then it's awesome. But I think that the amount of investment that the average player has to make to do that is probably onerous.
0: Yeah, I think that makes sense. I, when I thought about it, it's like that's a useful piece of information to have in front of you, and you might catch somebody every once in a while doing something wrong. But uh, if you ever have to think about it. Plus, I just wonder it may how be developed, it, but it
2: may be developed just from playing with someone.
0: You know, like locally someone who's just, suspect
2: who's always, who's always doing that I mean, it kind of reminds me A little bit of Conrad Colos Like Conrad Colos is someone Who when he went to his first Magic tournament He got cheated Kind of savagely by a player mm-hmm. Like it was some player In his local community Who was just more experienced Than him And just kind of like Bullied him around the table And as a result Conrad Colos Is one of the most Unpleasant human beings <laughs> To ever play a game Of Magic against He's like super vigilant He's a super rules lawyer Right, and it and it comes from not from like he wants to be a jerk, but he's just literally terrified that he's going to be made a fool of somehow by an opponent, and so he. But he expends and he's a guy who's who's been pretty good in his career. He's got multiple national top baits. two national top eights. You know, some has, Grand Prix success. Come close, uh, you know, on, on some Grand Prix and stuff. But like, he expends so much energy at the table. Do you think just he's like,
1: expending energy to do that? It's yes. automatic to him.
2: No, no. But I mean, I think he's so focused. On what are you doing to me? He's so focused on what could be happening at the table that it's
1: got That's to. That's got to det- carry It's got to it. detract
2: yeah. from what he could be doing. In like maybe he catches
1: He's someone. He's Super vigilant though. Like I mean, I, I actually find him to be an impressive player watching from his side of the table.
2: Sure, but it's got it's got to be taken. It's got to be a leak. Someone in This game, it's not so, free. So
1: I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll give you the first time that I ever learned about this skill. Right. So. Uh, it's either 97 or 98 Origins, and Adrian Sullivan's playing against uh, Eric Taylor late in a grinder.
0: Everyone's looking at the. We woodpecker. may have visual on the woodpecker. No.
1: <laughs> As you guys, you guys have seen Adrian Sullivan play at Woodrow. the table, right?
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> the woodpecker.
1: some people don't yes. like some people don't <laughs> like lands in front of spells, right? But Adrian Adrian takes it to the next level, right? So Eric Taylor is convinced that Adrian's trying to mind games in with like playing his cards upside down and all this stuff. So Eric starts doing it back. And in the context of doing this, makes like two or three mistakes. Just like, you know, not knowing what his cards do, jumping them up. And then he has to like, then takes energy to, to re, re, reorder his table. So that he makes no further mistakes. Oh, he ends up losing the match. I,
2: I didn't ask you, Marshall. Did you talk to Luis? Was he trolling you with the lens in front on camera this weekend? trolling
1: all of us.
0: We're he all just one group to him. <laughs> did you see what he did? Yeah. He like... He's jumping his his creatures over. So
1: wait, why do people care about this?
0: It's hard to it's hard to track for newer people. We, That's the only reason I care. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't.
2: I, but look. I think it's perfectly reasonable to have a floor rule that states this is the yeah. proper alignment of yeah. a board. But it, there
1: it, isn't that rule right now. No. I agree. There should be. I agree, be.
2: but I think there should be. Yeah. I mean, I've got. I mean, I, I've
1: definitely we, we just, won big tournament just matches because
2: of this. In the past, spent time saying that there are operational things you should not do. Because it requires some extra attention on your part so you could play your game most efficiently. And then you're saying, well, maybe Adrian Sullivan should be allowed to play his cards in some haphazard way where his graveyard is his exile zone, his exile zone is his graveyard, his lands are in front, and he's got a giant joker coin to flip.
0: Like, <laughs> oh, they're like, all upside down. Yeah, you
2: know, it's like, it's like, and it's all, like, it requires some amount of your attention as an opponent. That you don't normally give to a game that has to pay off in
1: Adrian's favor, so and as
2: long as it's within the rules, more power to him.
1: I, I mean, I, I would just take the, I would just take the the opposite on that. Is if you invest in the time to do something which is well within the rules, and you get an advantage because of it. I said God bless to you. you. I said more power. Yeah, to, but that's but what here, I think. Listen, this
0: is the way I view these things. I is just, simple. I just don't think it's Look, within the spirit of the rules. This is the way I view these things is very simple. I think about it. You extrapolate it out. What if everybody did this? What if every person decided, "All right, well, the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to have my graveyard over here and this other thing over there, and these things are going to be upside down, and I like to play at a 45 degree angle." And the other guy says, "Well, I'm going to have my graveyard over here, the and my cards." This a- the
1: cards is dictated, by the way. <laughs> okay,
0: you know, whatever. <laughs> There's and no 45 degree angle. <laughs> even.
1: Again. Right, but if everybody, <laughs> is a, if if everybody's trying
0: to game this whole thing the same way, it's a jumbled mess. The fact is, is that he's taking advantage of the fact that everybody else plays nice, like a good society. And says, we're all going to play the same way so that when I look over, I know what I'm looking at. Right. Right? It's the people decide that that's not going to apply to me while everybody else says, okay, well, I'm going to keep I'm doing gonna... it because right. it's for the better. Oh, I, 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 I
2: have a good I, one. Here's an example. Early days of Magic, we're playing. This is before, even before New York Magic. Chaos Orb, big pain in the ass for everybody. Right? Everyone's got Chaos Orb. You, know, you learn very quickly. Everyone's got it. You learn very quickly to keep all your cards. You know how like you sometimes you're like, "Here are my islands. Here are five islands. Here are five swamps." Let me tell you, that doesn't happen more than
0: once when you're playing with Chaos Orb. This plays like you know how Chapin lays out his lands: land, land, land. land like they eat, each their own pile. Yeah. Is this just Chaos Orb? That is prevention. That
2: is,
1: that is actually <laughs> is he, Chaos is Orb he prevention. he just just
0: in case somebody brings one? We, we
1: develop they're, different skills than you kids. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, I be, like
0: this. You
2: could get someone like that. They'd be like, "Here are my swamps." You'd be like, "Chaos Orb sack it." All five swamps gone. And by the way, I hit the tip of your juice am. <laughs> Get that out of here. So, but we we were like, we had a guy who was really good with the cast armor so we we're like this. We're like, he still just gets whatever card he wants. It's like vindicate. I don't want him to have vindicate. So what I did was I got penny sleeves. I, I sat with my back to the wall and I taped my cards. I taped the sleeves up and I would put my cards <laughs> in the sleeves perfectly reasonable, right? You really did that? I really did. I mean, for one game, just, just like, a, a joke just a, you know. That, yeah. Just a troll. But, like, perfectly reasonable? Why can't I do that? That's right. my playing field. So, right, and that's what I'm talking
0: I mean, about. People I mean, start pushing so those let me, boundaries, let me, uh, let me
1: ask you a different, so, sorry, about the spirit of the rules, right? What if I do this? I can tell you from first-hand experience in matches of substantial importance to me, that people don't know what Dragonlord Dramocha does. Right? <laughs> they do not know, alright? And I, alternately, if I had played with Dragon Lord Coligon, they really would not have known Dragon Lord Coligon. And the average player will not heroes Downfall Dragon Lord Coligon if they have nine life. If they have a Hero's Downfall in their graveyard, because they think it'll kill them. Because they think it'll kill okay? them, right. Uh-huh. So this, I, I'm telling you this from experience, the average player, this is what they actually think, and I can tell you from experience now, can you, can you that explain, people do not know what Dragon Lord Dramata Can you explain
2: does. actually how it works? Which, which... If I hero's downfall your gun with a hero's downfall in the graveyard?
1: Nothing happens Nothing but happens. the Kollagon dies. <laughs> yeah. Because cola-gun only punishes you for creatures or planeswalkers. Okay? Separately, people who do any of the following things don't do this. Don't try to Sohamgar score in Dragonlord Dromika. Yeah, don't do I that. I will let it resolve. <laughs> that okay. Resolves. Okay, that, that <laughs> resolves, sir. That resolves, sir. Okay? Don't, Don't say okay and then try to cast a flash creature at the end of my turn. You don't get a chance to do that, okay? Don't try to play a standoff game and then try to counter my Ugin. That's not going to work either, okay? Now,
0: how are you wrapping this back to the spirit so, so of the rules? This is the
1: spirit of the game, right? So spirit of the rules. Let's say, because I know this now, when I go to prepare for, for Pro Tour Magic Lords, because let's be honest, I'm going to have dragons in front of me, right? <laughs> What If I invest in, let's say I invest in three sets of Dragon Lords. I own three sets of Dragon Lords. And depending on the name of my opponent, when I see my when I see my name on the on the on the the pairing board. board, I alternate which dragon lords I play. Let's say I have like a Korean set of Dragon Lords, a German set of Dragon Lords and a French set of dragon Lords for sake of argument. This right? is fascinating. So I never I will never play a set of Dragon Lords that you can read okay mm-hmm. because I know that I don't care how good you are at the pro tour. there are platinum level pros. I Brian can tell you this for sure. Platinum-level pros Marshall. that do not know what Dragon Lord Dramica does. Sure. Okay? They are current platinum-level pros right now. Just, Brian, just nod or nod or shake your head. I'll shrug. Shrug. <laughs> <laughs> based, based on things you may have read. Sure. Okay? <laughs> they do not know. And I and I have no reason to believe that they will develop this skill in the next four months. Well, okay? not if no one plays the deck. <laughs> All right? Right? And if nobody nobody plays the deck. Is that within the spirit of the rules? If I if I invest in three sets of dragon lords and I alternate my own dragon lords in between games. It's, it's, it's it, it, it
0: is within the rules. It is not within the spirit of the Why?
1: rules. I mean, WotC printed the cards.
0: I'm not saying it's illegal. You're asking if you, it's a spirit. You are, you're you attempting at to deceive your opponent. You're attempting to, to <laughs> gain an advantage
2: on your opponent. Every it's, a, activity, it's a fascinating idea. The resources are there for you that you could build, just build your deck in you know, Russian, Japanese, Japanese, Korean, French, right? And just be like, they're all the same deck, they're all identical, they're all sleeved, they're all legal, and you're like... Boom!
0: I'm just gonna pull one out of my bag. Right. The thing is, is that if everybody does this, it's the same thing. It's not within the spirit of the rules for the same oh. reasons they're not putting your cards. Is because all no, the, the, the pro- result yeah. is it slows everything down. Oh, but because you maybe now you get judges because obviously uh, the I, information's there and they go, I need an oracle ruling on Dragonlord Dromica. I, okay, call a judge. Get I out the iPhone. I actually want to address
1: what Brian said a second ago. Every single action we take strategically is an attempt to gain an advantage over the opponent. Sure. If if, if I wanted a fair fight. I would I would have played a Tarka Red, okay? If I wanted a fair fight, I would have played Abzan Aggro. Right? I didn't want to have a fair fight. I wanted to have an information imbalance. That's I think that that's the ultimate goal of all Magic content is to find an information imbalance that your opponents don't have.
2: Sure, but that's that's strategic imbalance.
1: It's Marshall, not a Marshall. Wait, hold on. Marshall's shaking his head. Yeah, that's just Despite ridiculous. Despite the fact that Marshall's entire career is predicated <laughs> on on. The cultivation of information that some people don't have. Okay, but Marshall's listeners get that. He doesn't give it away to everybody. (laughs) He doesn't give it away to everybody. He gives it away to loyal, limited resources listeners. (laughs) As popular as limited resources, I can
2: judge as everyone.
1: (laughs) As popular as limited resources is, and it's freaking popular. It's not one tenth of the magic popularity. There's a lot of freaking magic players out there. That's the entire point of of good content. Of quality call it premium content, right? Of, of quality content. We want to create situations I, where the people who listen to I, our content have an edge. Sure. That's but, what Top 8 Magic is found on. Do you remember when we had the Jushi deck? When we figured out things about how to use a Boseiju when no one else knew how to use a Boseiju? But that's C-Ju?
2: different. It's not different. It is different. It's different than forcing your opponent, like, consciously asking your opponent to... No,
0: not nothing. <laughs> we know tree types. <laughs> we know forests. I, I know uh, conifers, <laughs> but there aren't any here cause The only trees I there. know
1: of tap for G. I know old
0: gas bark. <laughs> oh, you should have said they tap for green mana. That's okay, all I know. So anyway,
1: uh, so you're, you're, so you. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you before I, we were asked about trees, you, you were saying something.
2: Uh, I was just saying that what it ultimately comes down to, though, is you're trying to put. you uh, you're you are deliberately. Putting a tax on
1: your
0: opponent. Yes. Right, which and is so, which, which is completely which different than a strategic. Is, which advantage. may
2: be within the spirit of the rules. I could see someone saying that.
0: I don't think it is within the spirit of the rules. I, I think so it's within, within the, the letter, letter yeah, of the rules. That's of the what law I meant to say. Versus spirit spirit of the rules. Hi, uh,
1: media. Yes. Did <laughs> I bother you for a second? <laughs> we're, we're doing <laughs> we're a, recording podcast a podcast right now. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you can <laughs> come in. It's fine. Come on in. What are you ready to go? Just come in here. Just come in here. What's your name? Nick. Hey, Nick. Hey. This um, is
2: Marshall, that's Mike. Hey, hey
1: Marshall. How's it Suck going? Cliff? Yeah, hey. that's right. Hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, how's it going? Um, we actually met at Sense before. Yeah, uh,
2: okay.
1: Anyway, so, um, we had actually spoken at short length about doing like an interview for the, uh, some, not that I'm coming to about yeah, it now, yeah, yeah. but I go to Baruch and I was doing okay. FTG community studies. Um, I just happened to have some notes on me about, like, what we were to talk about. So okay. I haven't had a chance to follow up with you yet, but I just wanted to maybe drop this off to you. Sweet. And if you have any chance to, like, give me some thoughts as to maybe oh, where yeah. you think I could go in my research, I would really appreciate
0: it. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. thanks a lot for hey, your Hey, nice, you nice to meet Thank you, dude. Nice
1: to meet you, Marshall, and uh, Mike, right? Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. So uh, it's all messed up. It's the only copy I had on me.
2: Okay. Awesome. I appreciate it. <laughs>
1: It just happens to you guys. So you know, was thankfully, that, was that, was that nobody's that wandered
0: ma- into my... That was the most my, top eight magic thing t- no, the, you guys ever had No, back-to-back, do you know about the trees here? Yeah. <laughs> and then random listeners... And I'm like, we're sure. leaving we this guy know, off, right? He's like, we're recording. He's like, hey, BDF. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, I mean, I can't believe that you don't see the difference between these two things. Oh, I just don't care. It's just one spectrum for you of angle shots
1: versus strategic advantage. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Hey, I got these new sleeves. They have a mirror finish so that my opponent can't read my card. The rules clearly tell me where the line is. I just don't I would never do anything that's on the other side of the line. Are you kidding? That's wrong. I think that Everything that's a shifting.
2: I think that that's Here's the thing. I think that this is an example of something that shift could shift the line. I could see you doing this at a tournament and the judge is going, "Yeah, you know, you've got it. You're going to get a game loss. That's unsportsmanlike conduct."
1: How is What if those are the only ones I owned? But you don't. You they're like, can you can you open your bag? And you have a Russian deck, and you
2: have a Japanese deck. You, you have, what if these were the
1: only four decks I owned? <laughs> right. I like this deck a lot. That was so. Uh, Again, I don't think first that of There's, all, there's no way to the I'm getting game, game. By game having my that. opponents I, not I literally
0: know. not know what my cards do, that's not the advantages I'm trying to gain in Magic. Period. If I'm if my opponents want to look uh, it and read my card, you, I want to show it to you them. You put it
1: in such a negative light. It's a horribly.
0: Saying negative thing what you're doing you're I sl- didn't do anything look I know you have a Russian copy
1: a th- of the Blue Dragons deck in your bag I wish I did I'm presenting a thought experiment okay. okay I'm telling you there's a line the line is very clearly outlined if I ever have a question about where the line is I call the judge on myself okay I do not. Well, your integrity is not. I question. never yeah. want to do anything that's on the wrong side of the line. Sure. But the whole point of having a line is to tell you that there is a safe zone, okay? Everything on the other side of the that line that is cleanly. a gigantic a, safe zone. The
0: angle shooting is the word that we use for when you approach the line but technically don't cross it. And. For the, the, the practice of approaching that line to the point that, where if everybody did it, the game would fall apart or be crappy or the, the experience game would not would fall suck. apart. It absolutely would if every person was trying, like what I said before.
1: Okay, I'm um, so I
0: like to put one land up top, then one creature, so then one land, and then one just creature. Let's talk about it's the Pro Tour for a second. Let's talk about players. the Pro
1: Tour for a second. Sure. I'm not talking about local terms, just for a second any tournament if everybody acts this way at the Pro Tour yeah. just for sake of argument, with okay?
0: this like random deception about like shiny sleeves it's, where I put my okay. cards what language I'm, they are
1: I'm not talking about Oh, you know what? Sleeves. I saw that there was a I'm sale on those about...
0: cryptic commands with no text you would love those
1: I mean I would buy them because I buy alternate <laughs> our cards and they might
0: not know what it does think of all the value you get. I showed I showed Eric
1: Muranaka my deck and he's like, somebody won an FNM. Because, like, all of my... <laughs> all, all of my cards are alternate art that that exists. And I'm actually just like, I've never played it in an FNM. I just bought... I bought all my bought cards. Them. So I'm like, oh, it costs, like, an extra dollar to get, like, these dissolves. And they look different than everybody else. It's like, I'm like... It makes me feel like I've customized my experience a little. Uh, so, bit. That's so fair. from the booth perspective, yeah. f you. <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't been in the booth. Wait, this isn't that hard. This isn't that hard to know what the freaking card Not does. Not for us. If it's for I the am viewers. A professional magic Put yourself player. in the
0: new magic, in the new
2: no, viewers. I, I was just saying, from, from the perspective of looking at it and going, you know, where 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 magics are hieroglyphics. Mm. Magics are written ultimately in hieroglyphics, right? How for much us. are the
1: cryptic command textless and what? Site? Oh, there are a lot. How much? They're gorgeous. Like I don't know. 40 bucks.
0: Oh no, they're more than that. The regular ones are that much. Oh, I don't know then. I yeah, not Yeah, The the, that. the boring regular ones are that much. Those ones are probably like a hundred.
1: I'm not paying for a hundred dollars for crypts. I mean there's a of Think of all the deception analysis. value you could get, Mike. <laughs> first of all, you don't get so first of all, my Maybe. My Temple of Mysteries are all alternate because Brian was smart enough to tell us to get these Clash decks.
0: Oh, he told me, to and yeah, yeah. I got one. That's <laughs> so sweet. I, I, was, I had some points at a GP, yeah. and I'm like, what should I get? Beat him. He's like, that. <laughs> so,
1: that that's and different. And I did. But,
0: like, yeah, I yeah,
2: texted I mean, Sheldon about this to get his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
0: He might just come storming <laughs> up here to let us know. It's not against the rules. I, we agree. We're, we are all in agreement on that. I don't think that that's really the point, though. It, I like we what the said with DQ this. Get DQ for things that
1: aren't against the rules. No, no, that's you're not going to get DQ,
0: but that's not the point. Brian said he's in a game loss, me. Oh well, we're asking Sheldon. You might, I'm, I'm, you sa- might get I'm saying, downgraded. I'm saying that. <laughs> I'm
2: saying. <laughs> I'm saying that there's some possibility that if you are making this deliberate action to create a more yeah, challenging muddle, experience yeah. for your opponent.
1: Alright, so this is where You're I'm deliberately
2: going, I know my opponent does not speak Russian. I am gonna play a Russian you know, and then you're like your next opponent is Dmitry Budikov. and you're like, ho ho ho! Korean <laughs> <Spanish, laughs> Korean dragons! Obelisa I mean, Spedio, to be honest, you could just play a Korean dragon deck and most people just can't read it. Like as long as you're not playing Eric Klug, you're it's fine. 80.
1: Huh? It's eighty. eight so it's three twenty? Yep. <laughs> I mean, I could just cover that easy on credit. They're also gorgeous. Yeah. They are flat-out gorgeous. Next time I'll yeah. be able now, to now play a know, better deck in Modern than I Now played. we know what
2: Mike Flores' watch is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, so I went through I went through most of my, like, last 10 years or so, more than 10 years, right, uh, almost 15 years just not owning any Magic cards. So, like, I had the apprentices, so Josh Ravitz and Paul Jordan just... Had large collections mm-hmm. And so they were just like Well just take care of your decks And I would just give my draft leavings To all my friends And so I just never collected any cards And then over the last course Of the last couple of years Especially with Josh moving to Seattle Well he's he's moved back to the east coast now I just had to own my own cards oh. That was actually the main reason that, that And then I'm just like Well if I have to own my own cards I might as well own cool ones It's not like I'm spending real money on this Alright Mike
2: we need, your, we need your help on something
1: yeah.
2: Here you go Classic magic So this yeah. is the guys who made the Vice documentary are into this format. Format. Which By the
1: way, that was such a fun thing. That was sweet, right? Well, I mean, I, I, I posted on Thea's wall first, and then I didn't realize that, like, 20 of my friends were in it. I'm like, I'm not going to post this 100 times. <laughs> this is the first one
3: who, who came on.
2: Uh, so... Classic Magic, which basically is vintage.
3: Yeah, it's
2: what not are they called classic. Right? What, what do they call it? Nineteen ninety-five. Oh, they call it nineteen ninety-five Magic. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's, the it's the classic a cube. Great. It's the yeah, classic the cube's cube. It's the classic You're right. yep. cube. So nineteen ninety-five Magic. So it is vintage. You basically can only play with cards up until Ice
3: Age. Okay.
2: Okay. There's the restricted list, but there's also a slightly stranger limited list. There's some cards you can only play two of. Here's the question: Mana Vault is unrestricted, unlimited. Okay. What can we do with an adapt? We need we need to do something with four mana vaults. I mean, how that's many?
1: How many? So, do you get Ice Age or no? I, you get Ice you Age. You get all of Ice. Age. This is obvious. What you do? Give it to Say us. Say it. So, four mana vault, four dark ritual, four uh, demonic consultation. Yeah, you can do four. One demonic tutor, yeah. one mind twist. It's one mind twist, right? Yeah, that's that's yeah. Correct. Four racks. Do we, him to Torok is legal or no? Uh, no, it, only it, two. It's limited you get two. We well, play him. them. <laughs> okay, like. So you play, you to play many, both. So <laughs> the entire uh, do we get a channel? One channel. Okay, this is pretty obvious. What you do? You play four demonic tutors, a bunch of a bunch of fetch. Uh, not demonic fetch,
2: consultations. Uh, yeah. You
1: pipe sorry, four demonic consultations, a bunch of a bunch of mana volts, and then you just consult for whatever win you have. You always have a win. What's our win? Well, this
0: becomes problematic when, when with a small format.
1: It's a, it's not. You have all this artifact mana too. Yeah, so if, I got, g- if I make a single black... You can also play black, four
0: workshops. Yeah, if I play a single <laughs> By the way... <laughs> this is the easiest format in the world. Hey, break it open then right. for me, buddy, because right, it's, it's tougher and, and than it looks. And when you're done
2: figuring this out, we need to knock this guy down and steal his dog. Look, <laughs> plan A is just... It's a just, French bulldog, and I would like to... Uh, while, while I do not have a lovely Manhattan apartment, I would like to have so, a lovely Manhattan
1: dog. <laughs> so it, it just depends on how much mana you have available on this turn, right? So, if you have enough mana available on this turn for two colored, you could just... Con- you, it, it two colored's what- challenging, but... But if you don't have it for two colored, then you just consult for the mind twist, and sometimes you lose. And How the many, rest I, of the time, you win. Oh, you're just going to spring forth my Burly Protector all the time? Every time. The math is way in my favor. How do you win? It doesn't matter. They have no hand. And I'm playing with deck with like a mi- how many mind twists? can Yeah, but can they we can play? easily
0: top deck an how a-tog? many mind twists can what? we play?
1: One, one. They can mi- mi- they can top deck an atog. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Oh, they're not going to. We can win also we not as one of the <laughs> decks. We
2: can also play mind warp. <laughs> it's sweet.
1: Huh? We
2: can also play mind. I mean,
1: there's warp. too much of attacks on it. The thing is like I can also like just consult for the channel kill. That's the other thing. Channel channel, what? channel fireball. Channel fireball or channel mind Twist is fine. It's way it's way less risky. <laughs> I like Channel Fireball. <laughs> so anyway, the thing is, like, if you have a Lotus, like, just consulting for the channel, you're just gonna. There's no. Oh, there's Force of Wills. No. No. That's a lot. There's, there's Counter
2: Spell, Mana Drain, Force Spike. Okay. And power. power Sink is if a there's big no, one.
1: If there's no Force of Wills, you are insane to play anything other than the Four Consult deck, because you will you win the game on Vols? the. Yeah, you win the game on the second <laughs> turn almost every time. He's offended. <laughs> Right, you functionally win the game on the second turn almost every time. Like, they might not have actually lost the game yet, but you have a bazillion resources and they have none. All right, give, so H- give Mike an example
2: of a, of a successful
1: deck in this metagame. Right.
0: Mike, are you ready? <laughs> I don't think you're ready for this, but I'm gonna give it to you. So I'm getting these lists, by the way, from uh, LandLotusJazam.net, which if you look, Mike, is, that- is made in 1995 design aesthetic. Yeah, I'm not kidding, you see that? All right, so what do we got You got can zoom in. Yeah, here, I'll read I'll read one for you. Um, all right, so let's see here. What do you want to hear about? Do you want to hear about Draw Seven Dreams? Let's hear it. All right, here we go. Four Underworld Dreams. A Demonic Tutor, a Portent, a Recall. A Portent? A, yeah, three Portents. Uh, three? Yeah, three is the <laughs> right number. Three uh, a Time walk, a Time Twister, four Winds of Change.
1: Wait, winds of Change is as many cards I have in hand, right? Red, and then, yeah,
0: <laughs> that. Wheel um, of Fortune. You get Ancestral, three Brainstorm, uh, four Dark Ritual. Of course, you get the Underworld Dreams online as soon as possible. Marshall, this
1: deck has three Brainstorm three Port, and it's obvious this deck is not optimal. Two Dark Banishing. (laughs) I wasn't done yet, Mike. Uh,
0: Two Red Elemental Blast, two Power sink, three Bolts, two The Abyss. Three Lightning Bolts? That's correct. Two Pyroclasm, (laughs) and then you get Lotus, Felden's Cane, two of those. Does he have Zurin Orb? Um, let me look here. Uh, he's got four Howling Mines, Mox Jet, Ruby, Sapphire, Soul Ring. Full stop.
1: How many Moxes?
0: Let's see. He's got one, two, three, and a Soul Ring.
1: I respectfully think this deck is not optimized.
0: Well, this was the second place runner-up in the last 1995
1: <laughs> okay. <break>. Okay. <laughs> um, So,
2: Mike, you're, you, if you give me this list, I'll run it. I'll play it in the next 1995 Magic. 20. Well, it just...
1: I mean, I I don't know what the we we by the way by the way in the car we
2: concluded four demonic consultations and seventy one other cards. It's
1: obvious what the strategy should be. There's no force of will. You probably win all the games you go first, right? Like,
0: I
2: mean, I think that's going to be true in a lot of. No, is
1: there Paris Mulligan rule?
0: Uh, They they are actually, they are actually old school Mulligans. If it's Paris Mulligan rule, rule?
1: there's no other strategy. What was
0: the other rule? Remember, there was a. Oh, the old Mulligan rule. Well,
1: what was it? There was one. Well, you have to one land or no land. I'm sorry, all land or no land.
2: Which can be pretty broken with lo- with with moxins.
0: Okay, you should, you shall duel with air quotes modern rules with respect to our wish to reinstate mana burn and damage stacking. <laughs>
1: That's what it says. All right. So anyway, there's. Alpha to Ice Age. First of all, this deck that has four py- has two Pyroclasms and two Dark managers <laughs> is not beating my Demonic Consultation deck. <laughs> this deck is sweet. It's just never going to win, okay? Uh, I, and I, I would play the off-color Moxes.
0: There's a Mana Clash deck here.
1: But these decks are too fair.
0: They're, they're, this th- one has Sarah Angel.
1: They just can't win. I don't understand. Like, there's no point. Why this one's you my just- favorite
0: one. Oh, no, wait. This one's my favorite one. So this one has three Black Knight, two Knight of Stromgald, four Order of the Ebon hand, four hippies, a royal assassin. Marshall.
1: Let me explain something to you.
0: How dare you interrupt? Look at my two opening Juzam hand. Two Juzam Jin, two Sen-Gir vampire.
1: Okay. Look at my opening hand. Play a land. <laughs> this is my this is my bad draw, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Marshall never really fully embraced okay. the singular vampire before. Okay, let me but,
0: <laughs> okay. I like the four singles, the one him. Yeah. Could run, too, but could run two, could run but it's really So more.
1: wait, wait. I just consult for whatever card I need that I don't have yet. And then I cast channel fireball, or I cast or I cast a, a fast mind twist. And then either you're dead. I'm gonna need a list you're out gonna of you on dead. this
0: floor I'm gonna need a list.
1: I mean, I'm gonna have to know. I, I have yeah, to have no, we can give we're you some send, time. You send get send some you time, but yeah. All right, so I also don't know what lands are. Are there sack lands at all now?
2: No. No, we have basically we, the dual lands and then the ice age mines lands. Four. We have four. How many? No, how many strip mines do we get? get
1: you get
0: two? two. Two. strip mines. I'm gonna double check that, but I do believe <laughs> that you get two.
1: All right, you guys didn't see me throwing up my hands in disgust. I mean,
0: everyone heard it. <laughs> it was
2: implied.
1: He
0: interrupted Woodrow.
2: Careful. You're careful
0: the woodpecker oh yeah your woodrow
1: the woodpecker <laughs> bam iceberg <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh let's see here sorry
1: uh two
0: strip you mines too. two time vaults
2: we want to build we want to build time vault lapis looley uh amulet God, i don't know if you should say that on the podcast oh no we should keep that one secret evan might
1: listen how much does lapis luli talisman cost two you're dead man
0: Flores' deck are So you're, tr- you're,
1: you're executing on a four-mana plan? Oh, at least. This deck, uh, th- this side deck has oh, four-mana de consultations. You can play
0: two Mishra's
1: Workshop. I was wrong before. But uh, Workshop only taps for artifacts, right? That's right. I don't even know if I'm just saying playing. if you want to
0: do that. You can also only play two Jester's Cap. So keep that in mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Limit yourself. <laughs> the following cards will not be in my deck. Felden's Cane, <laughs> <laughs> Jester's Cap. How about Fast Bond? Ooh, I would play that. Two of them. You could play two. I'll spot you two of them. I have to figure out how the, the figure out the man is going to be interesting in this deck. By the way, Maze ofith is restricted. Yeah, I, it doesn't matter. I don't need one.
0: <laughs> I'm just
1: letting you. The know. games are not going to last. Zircon Orbis. I mean, I might lose on the second turn, but I won't most of the time. You know what he said? The best card is Chaos Orb, which is restricted also. He has an aggressive concept of how long the games are going to go. Well,
0: well, Evans playing the. Uh, but why don't the they play. Is Evan, Evan's the producer of the Vice. But doctor.
1: why don't yeah. they play four demona consultations in their decks? Like this shouldn't be a fair we, format. We, we didn't uh, see any decks me? that
0: had four, right? I don't think we've seen one.
1: But do they it, have like it a,
0: feels like it's just not part of the meta or something.
1: But how it's clearly the most powerful unrestricted card. I'm looking now. It just makes you win the game on your next play.
2: We could probably also just build old school Necro. There's
1: are their necropotences. Necropotences, that's a nice, Ice Age. Ice age. Oh, yeah, you, you can play two. Necro? Yeah,
2: it's it's, I mean, it's limited. Oh, uh, so it's difficult to consult for it, but we could. Uh, All right, that's.
0: <laughs> hey, little around. Marshall boy. has recruited a dog. I'm gonna take a picture. Hey, you. <laughs> oh my God, you guys are pathetic. <laughs> Why? You don't a, like that a dog? cute dog shows up and beat him, and I just whip out our phones and start petting that We can't
1: help ourselves. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you, you're on my you're on my side of this, right? Like you don't always win. You're not strong in the fundamentals, but the game shouldn't last very long. Right? Yeah. Like, no, we like. Ideally, we, no. If I'm a big oppo- fan of consultation. If your opponent's playing with Sengir Vampire and you get to play necroponents, <laughs> you just necro into a kill. Like, all right, I'll set aside 15 cards. <laughs> yup, I got you. Am I dead? Okay. Like, <laughs> untap, you're dead. Okay. <laughs> right? You could. Some of the cards you set aside could be demonic consultations. Yes. They get you the rest of the cards because you have abusive mana engines. You have four four dark rituals in this format. Yeah, right? it's four dark ritual, right? I'll double check. There's no way that My initial reaction is yes, absolutely. Oh, man, we can
2: also go old school on them. You know what we can do is we can block their stupid yeah. you Vampire with Dancing Scimitar.
1: Every single thing it's is It's for Dark school. Ritual. So the only Every black cards that are is- either
0: restricted or limited are him the churok and Necropotence, which are unlimited uh, and, and restricted. You can only play one Demonic Tutor and one Mind Twist. Every other black card is... Have at you. All right,
1: I would go for a strategy of fast Mind Twist, Probably with a channel fireball kill. Actually, maybe just channel drain life. It's only one more mana, and I don't have to go to another color if I don't want red. Oh, I like that. Okay, it's only one more, uh, and then maybe some racks. Racks are a fast way to kill someone if you're playing with mind Twist and, and him to Torak. Sure. Uh, you get to play with how many sinkholes? That's my favorite card.
2: That is yeah.
1: Uh, is there a pocket kill we can do other than other than channel based? I'd have to think about it, but I just want to find as many two card combos as I can. And then Did you say people.
0: pocket kill?
1: Yeah. Po- what, oh, what you can't it? channel somebody with a with a with a drain life. There's no there's no mana conversion. You it, to play with it has to be black yeah.
0: mana, right? That's fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah pocket kill. Like you just there's a small pocket in my deck, and I kill you with it. Okay. Right. Like if I have like a channel and a fireball. Because the, the, the thing is that this, this format seems to me highly conducive to me just playing an Necropotence. My opponent's cards are so slow that I can set aside like 15 cards and my hand will kill them on the second turn.
0: Yeah, well, Atog may have something to say about that, buddy, so. He's casting it on the second turn. Probably the first turn. All right. They get all the moxen, and guess what? He gobbles them right up? He only has three moxes in his deck. No, the Atog deck probably runs all five. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: fine. Take that for us.
2: All right, we're going to go watch some basketball now.
1: You're going to come
2: watch basketball
1: I, with us? I have a ton of work work to do, which I hate to admit.
2: That's not an answer.
1: I, I wish I was isn't basketball. All right. You're going to watch basketball? Who's playing tonight? Uh,
2: right now it's uh, the, the Wizards. Yeah. What a weird series. Who would have possibly thought the Wizards would be up?
0: I can't believe it.
2: Well, I mean, you know, the New York City Police Department would think the Wizards would be up. Oh,
0: before we go, <laughs> I have one more thing for, for Mike. Yeah? Hamburgers. Yes. Eat them with your hands. Eat them with knife and fork.
1: I think it depends on the context. If I'm eating a Shake Shack, burger, that is the wrong answer. If, I, if I'm eating a Shake Shack burger, I for sure eat it with my hands. If I'm sitting at a sit-down restaurant, I usually actually eat it with a knife and fork. Do you know uh, why? I don't like to touch go. my food. All right,
2: good night. This has been Top Eight Magic. Disgust, <laughs> disgusted.
0: La- last episode ever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, you know. Normally you would be like, here's this topic. Disgust. This is disgust.
1: So the answer is just eat it with your hands. Just Do eat you? it with your hands. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would eat a Shake Shack burger with my hands. Some, I, some I guy, the, the $37 some, burger I with a knife and fork.
2: Yeah, Zane was like, Zane Bag was like, what if the burger's going to get your hands messy? And I was like, get fucking messy, buddy. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's the <a> answer. <laughs>
1: uh, I actually, I, I like the visceral nature of a Shake Shack burger. It has that pocket of... You're making me hungry.
0: We're going to get one. Okay.
1: Of uh, moisture t- right now. Can I
0: get a concrete in a 50-50? Yeah. Okay.
1: A fifty—that's what they call an Arnold Palmer. Yeah, yeah my yeah. favorite drink. I just say Arnold Palmer. I they, say, they, they serve the right thing to me. Yeah.
2: We were trying to think of the trashiest golfer you could think of, so you could make a Coke and a Coke and Seven Up <laughs> as like—that's <laughs> your Arnold Palmer.
0: Now I have—I've have discussed filling me. Well,
1: they have—they have the
0: the lemonade, and then they put alcohol in it. And they call it a John Daly.
1: <laughs> well, didn't he kick the habit? Didn't he clean himself I mean, up? I mean, allegedly, Reputation I mean. sticks. <laughs> uh, well. I hate to end on that note. Let's say something happier than that. Okay. Uh,
0: Marcel, do you like to read any comic books? Uh, I went to a comic books st- store today with BDM, but I don't actually read
1: them myself. Oh. What did you get? Ryan? I
2: didn't get anything, but I might go back and buy. They had a whole, they had the whole run of Stray Bullets, all the original comics, first edition. Oh, really? One through forty, like just all bound yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a hundred bucks, and I might just go buy it for myself.
1: Man, I love Stray Bullets. Yeah, you know that he came back and he's like, <laughs> "All
2: right, wait, I have the note to end this on. I've just heard back from Sheldon about the <laughs> multiple
1: deck." Did you text strategy. him or did you go on Twitter? I, you I texted him. Yeah, and
2: he texted me back. And here is his ruling, and these will be the final words. Judge Emeritus, Judge Emeritus, Hall of Famer, Judge Hall of Fame, Sheldon Menery has said, and this is his ruling, and it'll be the final word on the podcast tonight. Legal, you're a dick. But it's legal. Yeah! (laughs) Yeah!
3: Yeah! (laughs)